welcome to we the thunder shooter here with is it the mustache who knows mr mustachio and mm. thomas schooley from the thunderbolts no cool sound effect needed for the professor and um tonight we saw our bolts lose seven to four in a pretty crazy game, um, a six-goal first period. Guys, we got a lot to talk about. We were, there was, what, four games since we were on last week? But let's start with this game. What did you guys think of tonight's loss in Winnipeg? Cool, that's cool. Anybody seen Kucherov in point? Um, that they were I saw Kuch fall. Fall, fall, falling. <laughs> they falling were down. non-existent tonight, which then makes me... It makes me happy because that means Calgary, they'll have a fire under their ass. Um, but, you know, it was happy. We we found out at the beginning Bogo was back. Schuster was um, claim, was put on waivers yesterday. He got claimed by Anaheim. Um, that was news coming out of today. Bogo back. Um, it was great to see um, Kalorn score tonight. Um, something that I think he needed. It was it was great seeing that these things seemed like it was coming together. Um, I know we'll discuss the other games, but we've been talking about the blue line and we've been talking about, you know, point production. And so everything seemed after a 3-3 first, which they were lucky to get out of a 3-3 first, you thought, okay, there was some hope. And then they just started pouring it in. And I was, I have, notifications of your Twitter going on there shooter. And, you know, you were calling it, you know, you can't come back against a goalie like hella muck, um, that far down and not twice, not twice. Yeah, no. And I know stash is going to, um, talk about the aggression of Cooper, but you know, there's a lot of debate there on what Coop should he have pulled, should he not have pulled Bassey. Um, but, I mean, look at the goals we've given up since our last our last three games. Vassy's given up. I want to say he's given up 10, 13, 14 games in three, 14 goals in three games. Um, so that, but we got the D line scoring, the blue line scoring, but we're not giving them the defensive help in the back, um, and we need to work on that some. Listen, I talk about this all the time on the show. It happened again. What what just happened last week that that happened off the ice, and ever since that, boom, Sarah Beard Beardall is right there on it. She knows it. Bassy cut his hair, Big Rig shaved his beard, and all hell is breaking loose. I mean, that's all there is to it, right? Come on, let's. The science is in. The the proof is in the pudding here, right? Bassy insane, doing all the crazy things. I mean, let's let's be fair. He had probably the save of the year uh, against Chicago with with the shaved head, but like. And he had a great one tonight. He had a real good one tonight. He, he had a solid save tonight. I mean, that's that's like a textbook save for him. I wouldn't say like I'm not taking anything away from his abilities. He made some great saves. He was playing good, but it's it's the mojo of the team. Okay, there are certain guys that don't really need to be rocking the long lettuce, and there are certain guys that should never ever freaking trim it whatsoever. And I mean. Vassy's one of those guys, man. He needs some kind of flow. Okay. So maybe it was getting a little long. Yeah. But a, a trim, a trim at most. You don't go and just go from the locks to a straight fade. You just don't do it. All right. But in all seriousness, we're starting to see the lightning really have a problem responding 
to these teams coming out and giving them their best shots right away. I don't know if this is a matter of them not necessarily like consciously putting it in cruise control, just trying to find a way, just munching points. That's all that matters. I'm telling you right now, I wasn't worried a week ago. I'm more concerned this week. I'm more concerned. And that that game against the Penguins, I, I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that game. It was just embarrassing from start to finish. And I don't know another contender up there this season that has been embarrassed that badly by another contender. We certainly haven't really put the boots to anybody like that that matters, if you would say, in the standings like really that badly. And then to see we are struggling against not great teams coming off of that loss. We won a couple now. I lost again. This this is now starting to seem troubling to me that this team just doesn't seem ready to play in those first 10 minutes of the game. And it's costing them big time. Whether it's a good team, a bad team, or somewhere in the middle, it's costing this team not ready to play by not being ready to play in the first 10 minutes of the game. And it's it's a it's it is a pattern now. It is a pattern. Well, what do you guys think the the problem was tonight? Because I just got a text from my buddy John saying, you know, Vassy was was not up to par tonight. But, you know, looking back at some of his goals that he gave it up, a lot of them were rebounds. And, you know, you can blame him for those rebounds. But the first one, rebound off his pad. Nobody's there to clean it up. Second one, uh, Lowry's right in front, tips a shot, gets his own rebound. Nobody's there. Nobody was even close to him. He scores. Um, what else do you have? You had Stastny score. That was a softy. That was the, was the really first Stastny goal. And then they, they had two uh, short, uh, uh, empty net goals, too. So that's five yeah. goals right there. And then I guess there was two more well, in the third the period. Shorty and then uh, yeah, the other power play goal was basically just like the first get one went under the right pad. But again, like you said, it was a rebound. Vasi was there, made this initial save, but they were able to get there and sweep it under his right pad. He had basically two goals that looked identical scored against him tonight. And I didn't really put that on him. I put that on the guys in front not necessarily doing their job. Right, they haven't been playing the puck. They've been playing their man. And we've talked about this before. They they play the man, not the puck. And when when they've shown good processes, they're playing the puck. Um, But tonight, they seemed outworked. And I'm looking back at the schedule after um, Stash was saying how. But really, they don't really have too much of a winning record versus playoff teams. No. Um, And, you know, it's still – (laughs) we're. We've been talking about this all year. They they still have just now really getting a full team back. And you see Cooper still adjusting some lines. He still isn't happy with the lines, so to speak. Um, we did have Kachuk, although he doesn't really he doesn't really factor in too much. He's on COVID protocol, so he couldn't even enter Canada. Um, so but lucky. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so, and this is the same reason the Bally guys aren't there and um, Lightning Radio is not there. They couldn't go to Canada either. Um, so. Exactly. It's just, they're playing too, too much of the man rather than the puck. Well, and their puck possession right now is atrocious. That's mm-hmm. another thing. This team lives and dies by having the puck on their stick, and it is bad. 
right now. And, and a lot of that has to do with hustle. A lot of that has to do with just awareness. I've been saying this another thing all season too. They keep making these hope plays or these like put the puck into a place and then our guy's going to be there place instead of saying, oh, the guy is there and then making the play and maintaining the possession when they enter the zone. They make too many of these, oh, pass it to an area and then go win that battle place. Well, when you're winning those battles, that's great. But they haven't been winning those battles the last two to three weeks. I mean, with with them playing, you know, I know we had a couple weeks off, but like last 10 or 12 games, they're not winning those battles anymore. It's it's different. And and either they got to figure out a way to get more aggressive there in the corners and on the boards and winning those uh, battles like they normally do, or they need to make some kind of adjustment as they're coming into the zone and just a little bit better ability to hold on to the puck, just a little bit longer, set it up, maybe cycle it around the, you know, once or twice before you take that shot and look for the tip in or whatever, just to get a little bit more comfortability in the offensive zone because they're getting there in these one and done opportunities. And then th- that's where we're getting, they're t- getting taken advantage of because they're not playing good when they're being played man, man on man. You know, when we're playing against zone, they're good. Start playing man to man defense against this team. And then that's when they start just putting the puck into places instead of putting the puck where their teammate is. And then that's whenever you start getting turnovers. That's whenever the other team is able to start really creating more pressure in their zone. You don't get the puck out like you should. You maybe just get it to neutralize instead of getting it into the other zone. Like there's a lot of things that come from that. So to me, that's what I'm seeing the most. They're they're not being aggressive enough on the puck and maintaining that possession going from zone to zone. But say, and you touched on that Pittsburgh game, and after the interviews from that Pittsburgh game, which the game was ferocious to watch, to be there, it was just a horrible game. It was so bad you had to make up a whole new word for it. Yeah, it it was horrible and ferocious. After after the after the loss, the interviews that I was like, oh shit, I hate to be Detroit, and I thought even though Detroit's not a playoff team. I thought Detroit really handed it to them. And, and I mean, they were lucky to come away with that. Yeah, Very lucky. Moose in goal. I mean, yeah. he, he stood on his head. So then it was like, okay, I feel bad for Detroit. And then Detroit s- stayed there with them. And then I said, okay, now we're doing Marc-Andre Fleury. And, you know, he, could, he was held out to dry, left out to dry by his yeah. team. And you saw yeah. the frustration in him that we saw in Vassy tonight. It was like a revol- role reversal tonight versus that game for sure. Yeah. For and sure. and so it was like, now what are they going to come out and say after tonight's game? You know, you, you Moose gets the next the, start. Right. You can't have the same comments that you did after Pittsburgh because you guys said you were going to fix. You knew what the problem was in Pittsburgh, and you knew against another playoff team that you guys looked horrible, and you needed to you need to straighten that up. Winnipeg's not in the playoff picture right now. They won't be either. They're, no, no, I mean, I think they're eight points out of the wild card. Yeah. So, and then you're going against a team that is eight, one, and one in the last 10 on their very next game. You need to show some kind of promising versus a playoff no, team. No, listen, nobody's better than Calgary right now. Nope. Nope. Nobody. Nope. I mean, there nope. might, might be as good, but nobody's better than Calgary right now, period. And we just played Pittsburgh, who there, I would say, is as good as Calgary right now. And that, that I'm telling you, man, that, that Pittsburgh game, they're the only team in the East that really does scare me. I will say that. 
I hope that we can avoid them in the first round and somebody else takes them out in the first round again because they haven't made it out of the first round in quite a while. But this is the team that could. And this is the team that in Pittsburgh really scares me for the first time in a long time. So and then that, I was waiting, to, I was... to get to get whooped that hard by them. And now to be looking at Calgary, which I think is probably the most legitimate team in the West, uh, even over Colorado, because Colorado keeps showing up that, that they can't really get it done in the playoffs. And I think Calgary has a couple of guys, one that we know really well, that do know how to get it done and have the right mentality. So the, the, this is a huge test. And to, to really lay an egg against Pittsburgh not play really well against these mediocre teams in between, and now be going into Calgary. Yeah, man, we should so be I, we should I, be a little nervous. I asked what they would say, and right out, Joe Smith must be listening because right away he tweets <laughs> out, Ryan McDonough said they're not playing winning hockey early in games. On Sunday, it was work ethic. This time, McDonough mentioned that most of the Jets' goals were three feet from the net. Need to compete, need to be harder to play against. Yeah, I was, looking at, I was looking at other tweets from other teams today. Um, it's the same thing happened in Colorado, though. Colorado was leaving, uh, winning three nothing, I think, and they lost to the Devils five to three. Um, and Colorado fans are going nuts, saying that they they're already basically playoff bound, that they're just now working things out. Um, well, what's what's worse, getting a or giving up that two goal lead like we seem to do every other game now, or blowing a three goal lead in losing that game. Yeah. I mean, you definitely don't want to be losing leads. Like it's it's one thing about getting out and coming from behind. I mean, that sucks, but you definitely don't want to be blowing three goal leads mm. to teams like New Jersey. I think there was three, three or four teams tonight that did it. Really well, and and Florida beat Pittsburgh tonight. So I mean, in their house. So you know they did what we couldn't. So as much as we want to sit here and say Florida's a pretender, what 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 can they do in the postseason? Well, you know they're doing their job and doing their work right now in the regular season. They're a lot more impressive to me on paper in the regular season than we have been. Of course, we are probably one of the most. injured teams out of all of our big names we probably dealt with the most games to lost to injury than any team in the nhl so you know i'm just trying to sit back not push the panic button uh hey serena and i'm really trying to just let mrs dash guide me here because she's the one that likes to keep an even keel and uh, hey don't talk you know don't don't go chicken little and not that i think i am or that we are uh but there is still two months left, you know, in, in the season. There's still plenty of time. We just got Bogo back tonight. Uh, peace out, Schuster. Uh, fuck you, Anaheim. Um, I mean, <laughs> uh, not that I blame the, them. You see, yeah. Coyotes beat the Red Wings nine to two today. Wow. Well, and that's <laughs> the other thing, you know. Uh, speaking of the Coyotes, the Avalanche can't seem to beat them either. Yeah. So, uh, but it is what it is. Like I said, uh, regarding our team. It just comes down to, like you said earlier, Coop was kind of experimenting with lines. Uh, you did say I would bring it up, and I will say it now. I'm I'm not against the way he pulled the goalie, or not. I'm not against pulling the goalie necessarily when he did. It's just how he did it. I would have liked to see the Lightning establish just a little more presence and a little bit more control of the puck before, especially the second time. 
Um, but really even on like early in that four on four, I would have liked to see them get just a little bit of momentum and then kind of, okay, boom, make that play and bring them in. Once you already have some possession established in the zone, perhaps. But it you know didn't even I mean? see like they were and, on the same page on that. Cause it right. looked like they were yelling, that's the good of the bench. Right. Right. Literally they were hiding behind the net and kept hitting it back to each other, waiting for Vassy to go. It's like they knew, but Vassy had yeah. no idea he was supposed to be going to the bench. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is like they they just probably weren't on the same page with that, especially when you're doing it a that early in the game on, on a four on four. Well, and then to do it again right after that, it was very aggressive. And so you're probably not expecting to see that or have to play in that scenario. And again, I think this is just a little bit of tinkering right here. And I, and and I will also say I do feel that there's been a little bit of a difference in the officiating towards our team ever since Cooper got ejected and lost his shit on number four. Uh, it, it's been different. I'm saying I'm just gonna say it. And tonight, both of the the call on Sergi was soft and the call on Hedman was fucking soft too. And those were game changing uh, plays that they made. They scored on the Hedman uh, power play, and uh, the Sergi one really was a momentum changer for them too. So, um, yeah, I, 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 it's not, it's not like conspiracy or anything. It's just I can see, I can sense it. There's a little bit. There's just a little bit of a different tone to it, if you ask me. And, and but I and, did think McCauley last, but it, it's definitely. There's been a little bit more of a, 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 a watchful eye, if you will, from the referees on our guys. But I thought Wes swallowed his whistle a little bit that second night because he was at both back-to-back games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and threw Toss Cooper out in the first game. And then the second one, I I thought there could have been one or two that – and he was just like, you know what, I'm not going to do it. But then tonight, I, the one that I thought was the worst was the Sergachev one. Yeah. Um, and Sergachev and Esposito and um, Brian um, – Eglom all disagreed with that call. Um, I I thought that was that was the worst. Yeah, that was that was really bad. I mean, yeah, even in Longamon, the broadcast wasn't happy with that. But I mean, even the even the heady the heady one I thought was was pretty weak too. Um, but hey, it, it it's just inc- it's the inconsistency in that situation there too. It's like oh, we're gonna call this all season long. And then the interference, and then the cross check, and then they don't, and then suddenly, oh, the last three games they've started calling it again. What do you know? So it, it's just a little thing. Like I'm not gonna ever blame the the referees on the Lightning losing a game because they should be better than that. They should be able to overcome those little uh, things here and there. But it doesn't help when you're already not playing great hockey to have the referees have such a discerning eye uh, as to the placement of your stick on the. Uh, hands and forearms of the opponents so uh well yeah. we did get we did get three power plays and yeah. gave up a goal on, yeah. on one of yeah. them I so, shorting. I mean, with with the guys that we have in that power play lineup right now we've got to convert on at least one of those well, well and and schoolie said it early uh cooch looked non-existent tonight confused uh not good not good and it's it still blows my mind to me that cooch can have those nights and he does he still has them like even though he's come back and had what 10 multi-point games already this season and is like mm-hmm. over one over a point and a half per game uh leading the league 
he can still come out oh, and have nights like this. It's just, it's, it blows my mind. I don't, isn't that it, like it the, just, it's human, right? It's the best of humanity right there. It's the picture perfect example of what it is to be human, right? Have you guys seen this stat that they've been throwing up? I, I think it was the last game they showed it about the Lightning's record in one goal games um, being the best in the league. Like they're yeah. above 800 uh, with uh, in one goal games. I was thinking about that with, you know, when Cooper pulled Vassy with six minutes left in the game. Right. And I was thinking, like, we don't lose one goal games because we we don't lose by one goal. We pull the goalie and we tie it up, right. or we pull the goalie and give up two goals. Because <laughs> we don't just pull once. We, we right. keep yeah. that goalie out. Yeah, yeah, you're not. You're done. So, Hit the showers, Vass. Hit the showers, bro. You're done. I'm wondering how authentic that is, you know, thinking back to like, if we're losing, we're pulling the goalie with under five minutes left, no matter what, if it's one goal, two goals, or, you know, if it's three goals, it might be, we might pull with 10, 10 minutes left. Yeah. Um, I'm for it though. I know you're, you're kind of souring on it, but no, I'm not good. They're good at six on five. Yeah. I'm not against it. I'm just saying I would like to see just, especially when the team is struggling for possession, specifically like right now, whenever they're not, at their best at possessing the puck, make sure that puck is down low. Make sure everyone on the ice knows where that puck is and make sure they know that Bassie's coming out when it happens. That's all. I'm, that's that's the only thing I'm saying. I'm not saying don't pull him. Don't say I'm not saying don't pull him again. I'm just saying make sure everyone's on the same page when you do it and that you have the puck. So it can't just be a, oh, a quick turnover, battle on the boards, boom, in your net. That, that's, that defeats the purpose of pulling the goalie. Yeah, but tonight that didn't. I mean, they had they had set it up and they had a shot before it came back and they yeah. scored on it. So, the first time, yeah, the first time for sure. For right, sure, they they had they had gotten into the zone and was able to throw a shot. I mean, uh, you saw Kucherov fall again during that. Yeah, uh, he did. Luckily, luckily he was able yeah. to get it back to Hetty before before anything, but then ended up being. And there's still another turnover on the boards for the Lightning, yeah. which again doesn't usually happen. These are things we are seeing that are uncharacteristic of the Lightning. Yeah, but you know they're going to come back strong, and Thursday night's game is going to be must-see TV. I don't know if that's nationally broadcast or anything like that. but No, probably not because they don't know what the fuck they're doing, but it should be. And uh, I definitely will be down for that. You'll be watching from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Don't you know. From home. (laughs) Oh yeah, we, you know we had some roast beef on some hoagies tonight, though. Eh? Yeah, yeah, quite good, quite good. All right, let's. We got Rick and Joanne with the question here. I think they'll make a make a trade. If so, what's needed? You know, we we got sister is gone now. Who knows? He Ooh. might he might be back when he That's gets. We, we did get Jamel Smith back. Yeah, whatever they put when him he gets waived again. Yeah. Um, I do feel like now we kind of have a hole as far as depth in the defense a little bit. But I mean, that we we what now we have maybe a million in cap space maybe. I, I was gonna say he didn't save much. no money. That was just because we brought Bogo back. Yeah, I don't. I don't know yeah. that it was that much of cap relief because they're basically swapping those contracts with the way his was structured. Um, I think that we're gonna see it very similar to what JBB has done in the past, and this is say, hey, we got a key guy back from injury right about the same time as the trade deadline. 
and that's kind of how you got to look at this is like Bogosian becomes kind of our free agent acquisition here, you know, especially if he can stay healthy and get in the groove, get, get the groove back, kind of get back to and being in the locker room with the boys and, you know, getting that feel back from that 2020 and, and knowing that the relationships are still there. Um, that to me, I think is a free agent acquisition, if you will, like other than that, the lightning, you have to ship out something. And I, I think the depth is there in the forwards, but you don't really want to mess with it too much because it is shallow. It is fragile still. Uh, I, that fourth line that, yeah, they got their goal tonight. And, uh, you know, Engblom likes that they play north and south the straight line hockey. But I don't know, man. Those guys need to be a little bit more um, happy to have the puck on their sticks. I feel like each one of those guys, as soon as they get the puck on their stick, they're trying to make a play to somebody else. And I think that if Colton would just keep the puck on his stick a little bit more, a lot better things would happen. Uh, but that being said, I digress. I, I, I just don't see where that move can be made. And but Gojin definitely gives you something back that you've been missing here this season with him missing the last fifteen games. And I think if we do need something, we don't know because the team <laughs> hasn't been healthy long enough to be, really sure. be able to evaluate it. Yeah. So I don't think. Right now, there's an easy way for JBB to even try to figure that out. I think we we sit still with what we have and ride it out. Hear me out, though. Cooch might have hurt his elbow when he fell one of those times. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we just shelf him long-term IR for the rest of the season. Two months to that that, that twisted ankle. Gives us nine mil to play with through the trade deadline. Uh, how pissed would every other <laughs> team be if we did that? In that case, let's get JT Miller back. <laughs> right? Fuck yeah, yes. that guy's on fire right now. Somebody's God. getting JT Miller. Man, I missed that guy. Well, there's, it's funny because they, they keep having all these names connected with the Lightning, and I'm just like rolling in my right. eyes at all the posts and right. stuff. Like, Giroux, like, Giroux. really? Like, how how is Giroux going to get here with that $8 million contract? Right. He's got? I'd love it. I'd love it, but... You'd, you'd have to have one of these guys go on long-term IR. That's the only way. And uh, But then and then where does he go? Yeah. Well, on the oh, they'll find like, a spot. You want to put him in the top six? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I think our top six is locked, bro. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Our top six is locked. You want you want to bring him in and Hope. try to mess with that, they'll put with him that with, second line? They'll put him with uh, the fourth line. They'll put him with Maroon and, and uh, Perry. And Perry. Oh, sorry, Belmare. Sorry, Belmare. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about this for the next, what, two weeks here about the trade deadline, but I, I still just don't see it happening unless, you know, we have some sort of unfortunate injury uh, pop up. But I think we're finally healthy. So we're injury, air quotes. I mean, we're, it, it would have to be a real injury because I think the NHL would be on our ass oh, yeah. about – uh, trying to pull anything I'm like headed that. Headed to Canada but... with a crowbar now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, just wait till they land. Give them a couple weeks. It'll be, a, it'll be in time. It'll still be in time. So the Queen uh, asked a good question on Instagram earlier. Um, the Queen of Boltsville, that is. She's asking about this road trip. Definitely the toughest road trip of the season. You know, it started in Chicago. We got the win. We lost to the Jets tonight. We've got the Flames, Oilers, Canucks, and Kraken. So we have four more games, tough games on this road trip. 
What do you guys think would be a success? So we've got two points in two games, but we've really got, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six games for this West Coast uh, Canada road trip, Canada US road trip. I think we have to beat Edmonton. We have to beat Seattle. If we get a point on any of those other games, it's a successful trip. I don't think we can beat the Canucks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly think winning winnable games first and foremost you got to get you got to get back to that convincingly not just like oh come from behind no it can't be find a way hockey every night okay the find a way has to be here and there so yeah you want to win those winnable games but to me i think you need to be i think you need to be calgary for this to be a successful road trip i really do i think you need to go in there and you need to win overtime loss you ain't happy with Maybe it depends. It, it really depends on how that game goes, but it needs to be some kind of a statement game that they can go yeah. and beat another contender. They have to that, show that, up have for to show them up. and for the rest of the NHL. It just, it just has to happen. They have to show up and they have to put it all together and they have to play 60 minutes of championship hockey, even though it's still two months away from the playoffs, still have to go put 60 minutes of championship hockey against another big contender. That has to happen. That to me is what makes this road trip a success. Still didn't really answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> points. Points. Want me to talk more? No. Uh, I'll say uh, six games, eight eight points. Yeah. Do it. Thomas Schooley's still on his uh, eating binge of the day. <laughs> started, right. started at the Strawberry Festival in Plant City. And uh, still, <laughs> I wish you could email me a Thin Mint because I would, uh, I, I would take a sleeve. I'll take at least half a sleeve right about now after that loss. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, if you can, do us a favor. I saw a bunch of people just uh, hit the like button or somebody hit the love button. <laughs> hey. Oh, I was um, talking. Hit that so uh, some more people can find us. And a lot of people probably hit the sack tonight after this loss. But hopefully they can find us with your like later. That's how the... Yeah, it was almost me. That's that's how it works here with the um, the technology is they look for those likes. So if you're out there watching, hit the like button um, so other people can find this. And don't forget, we post this as a podcast every night after right. the show. So you can always listen to it um, on your way to work tomorrow. Listen maybe. while you work. And by the way. This is, <laughs> Thomas Schooley was very confused when we jumped on. This is my actual background where I do the show all the time. I know a lot of people think I'm at Amelie Arena somehow, still just like hanging out inside when I have that background or like some sort of downtown background. No, this is my home and I do not have my green screen up and I did a, a little flipperuski. So there you go. That's behind the scenes my job is all about paying attention so it definitely got me i was like wait he's got a tv <laughs> when did he get a tv and i was like oh and he's got signs on his wall and i was like is he green screen in someone else's house again and then he actually <laughs> he actually was turning down the volume and i went no that's actually really his house it's <laughs> like oh shooter does have a house yeah <laughs> It I live by a van in a van down by the river, down by the beach. No, now you're gonna see my my dog's barking out there, but now you see my super cute dog eventually uh, mm-hmm. on these shows. So he's appeared a couple times. But, um, all right. So should we like what now? Like I think we're. I mean, 
That's a very good question. What now? What now? (laughs) All right. Well, we talked about the the Penguins. Five to one loss to the Penguins at home. Gave up two goals early. That seems to be our MO. Let's give up two goals first first and then let's work. Um, uh, That was was the game that Cooper got tossed. We talk about that a little bit. Which they said Um, that was the first time he ever got run, but I swear he got tossed one more time. It was an all-star game or something. It was a playoff game or something. It wasn't a a regular season game. But he was the last coach to get tossed. (laughs) Yeah, that was a shocking moment. Um, Number one bullshit, though, when when that happened. Like, how did they not get rust? And that's what he's complaining about, right? Number four bullshit. Yeah, number four bullshit. Absolutely. And also, his main thing that he didn't like was that he got no explanation whatsoever. Right. Of course not. Number four went over to the Penguins bench, gave him the explanation, told them everything was going down, and then just skated away. Didn't come I, tell Coop. Didn't tell anybody. Fuck you. Piss off. I, I love the interview love afterwards you. where he's like, I still yeah. don't know. Go ask the other team. They know. Yeah, they know. That's <laughs> how it happened. What happened? I don't know. Go ask the other guy. He got the explanation, not yeah. me. <laughs> uh, and then the other, yeah, Sarah said it also in the comments here in the chat. Uh, when I love when he comes back, says, I don't know what I invented that he's never heard before. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you can read his list. It's not like. You know, and someone I I saw somebody that said they were able to like. I've seen three different translations of it. America's team, America's America's fucking team, and stuff like that. Why uh, don't you just join the team? Yeah, so um, I I I would say why don't you just join the team is probably closer to what he was saying. Um, Jesse, yeah. Jesse needs to Jesse needs to call in with this expert commentary here. Lenny needs to score more goals than the other team next time. Baked his brain. Excellent. Jesse's been Jesse's been out on the Hobie Cat too much. Yeah, <laughs> that sun's getting hot out yeah, there. The, the summer's um, coming quickly around here. <laughs> All right, so the Wings, uh, we we beat the Red Wings three to one. Uh, Palat's four hundredth game. Foot came back in the lineup, and good thing because he's going to be back in the lineup. It sounds like for a while with Suster gone. Uh, the Blackhawks, Elliot. Elliot. Got to talk about Elliot in that game. Yeah, yeah. Elliot had a heck of a game that game. We, we talk, kind of talked about it earlier. What I what think, else happened in that game? Who scored for us in that game? That's a good question. I'm not used to this like point, barrage of games. Point, no. Four games this Sammer. week. I was not ready no. for it. Point, yeah. Sorry, point, Sammer. Sammer. Thank you. I was like, I was having a brain fart. And mostly, it's my problem is that it's uh, already 11:15, and we had. Uh, family dinner tonight. We had, yeah, it was a long day. It was a long day. So, yeah, I know uh, the family yeah. dinner really gets you every time. Do you have three freaking boys running around like maniacs for an hour and a half straight, dude? It listen, it gets to you. Well, you could never be like John Cooper because he has the the triplets at one point. And anyway, Blackhawks. <laughs> Six to three. Speaking of the triplets, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson um, got his ring. Did he? Yeah, he got his ring. I didn't really no, notice him much in the game, but he, he had he, one opportunity, like kind of late in the game. But yeah, Vassy eleven and zero against the Blackhawks. Now twelve and zero against the Blackhawks. Save of the year. Save of the Save year. Of the year. Two saves of the year. year. I'd give him two because he had the one off the shaft of the stick. And then he had that side to side one, which really like right. was impressive, but it's not as impressive as everyone thinks it was because he the whoever shot that, I don't remember who it was, did not get a whole lot on it. Hey. It still elevated it. Hey. I don't know. It's elevated. 
he freaking looked that shit. If you go back and watch it, Vassy's giant eyes are tracking that puck the entire time, and he puts his glove where that puck is going. It's not just like, oh, snap it, and luckily that's where the puck was. No, he looked that son of a bitch and puck all the way into his glove. And that, to me, is why it was the most impressive save. And then the the camera getting Kane's reaction was like he had just seen a ghost. Oh, that was, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? You <laughs> yeah. could read those lips easily. Yeah. That was an easy lip burning right there. <laughs> and, Absolutely. Uh, you could tell what he was saying then. So, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. You're Vash is still going to be brilliant like that. But without the hair, man, the team's lost some mojo. So <laughs> I just hopefully he uh, sees that and, and does not shave or cut his hair again for the rest of the season <laughs> i was which, gonna cut my hair when i saw which, those pictures by the way listen i'm okay no, so I'm funny you funny you bring this up whether you're joking or not it's funny you bring this up because a vasi cut his hair and then maroon trimmed his beard now he didn't go full shaven he just basically used the clippers and and you know and shaved it down trimmed it down so as far as i can remember i wasn't really ta- i'm not really like taking a score or like or doing this on purpose mm-hmm. But I'm fairly certain I myself have not been clean shaven completely with like a straight razor since the 2020 season. And uh, I was getting ready to shave and after the boys did. And then Mrs. Stash is like, no, this is the perfect length for your beard. You can't shave it right now. Like we either let it go and trim it or like this. I'm like, okay. So I did it. And now I feel like I made the right choice because I feel like the other guys have let the team down. So I've got to carry the mantle, you know, <laughs> as the Pat Maroon lookalike here uh, in Tampa Bay. Uh, I, somebody's got to keep rocking the beard and the letty uh, for these guys that are, uh, you know, throwing in the towel. You know, come on, guys. And as the Mark Andre Fleury lookalike of the show, <laughs> I am going to shave. <laughs> Until at least the playoffs. <laughs> number yeah. one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Um, so what is the protocol? Like, because I know you've talked about this in the past. For the playoffs, will you will you shave or you just let uh, it you just keep not it since going? 2011, bro. Nope. I went clean shaving in 2011, and that's that post that uh postseason uh broke my heart. So now it's being the beardsman that I am, usually it's like whatever I've got uh going on. Going into the playoffs, that's kind of what I go with, and then I just let it go from there. I'm so rarely clean shaven as it is, you know what I mean? Um, that uh, it, it just seems weird to me to do it just to go into the playoffs, you know. Um, so, and you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I I have never had good luck with it personally. So if uh, you know, I know other guys that that's their tradition. Absolutely, fans that are like, dude, I. I shave all season, and then as soon as we hit the postseason, boom, I stop shaving. And that's the only time of the year I don't shave. So I shave in between you know, rounds. Yeah. See, and it's and it's for me. It's just you know, and I I I even have trimmed up in between rounds in the past, you know. But for the most part, uh, I'll probably maintain where I'm at right now with my length overall going to the playoffs, and then as soon as the playoffs hit, I won't. Yeah, I probably won't touch it again. So, so Pat, Pat Maroon has come out now um, saying they're not playing lightning hockey, that they need to compete, needs to be better. It is unacceptable. It's on the players. The three-time champ says the playoffs start now. Don't want these habits continue to creep into game when it matters the most. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree with that. Hey, that's why you got Pat Maroon on the team. That's mm-hmm. totally why. Even if he doesn't do shit in the game, which, by the way, we should have got a Pat Maroon penalty shot tonight. Absolutely. They should have got a penalty shot, too. I don't know what it is with officials not calling penalty shots. There should there have been two tonight. There quite a few this year that yeah. could have yeah. been easily called yeah. penalty shots and weren't. I mean, just to see another Pat Maroon penalty shot, you know he's not going to score, but like the entertainment value there, listen, at least, you know, no, listen, I'm telling you there. right now, I'm telling you right now, had he got that, he would have scored just to keep up the controversy of him going out there during the shootout. I'm telling you right now, it would have happened. That's that's the mojo of the big rig. He would have been just as much likely to score as not. And, and then injured himself. Injured you know? himself in the celebration. Right, right, right. And, <laughs> and he doesn't like make it. enough money for us to put on long-term no, IR no. and make a trace, so it's <laughs> no, not going to help at all. Not worth it. Not worth it. <laughs> um, you know, I do like uh, about this week, well, I mean, we went two and two since our last show, right. so it yeah. wasn't horrible. Um, but what I did like uh, is, and we mentioned earlier, is the defense stepping up. So in that Blackhawks game, you had foot, head, headman, um, you had Radish score. I know he's not a defender, but it was good to see him score either way. And, and it was a nice little goal, too. And then you also had uh, Hedman with a second goal and then Sergachev with his second straight. And I love to see Sergachev, you know, finally contributing offensively because I feel like he should be our top offensive defensive man. Um, well, so it's been good to see him kind of get yeah, into there was it a little definitely bit. That interesting stat that they shared for him that well, he's now five consecutive seasons to start his career at the Lightning with 30 points or more. Uh, no other defenseman has got more than three. So um, I like that the, the blue line's finally starting to get back into scoring. Yeah, uh, we, we had talked about this that they that was something that was missing from last year, and we talked about it last show because it was just starting to creep on. And this week has just been a, a shelling of points for the defense. Um, it, that's where we're getting most of our points from. Um, assist and goals are coming from the blue line this week. So it's good seeing they're finally, and they're moving up again, which is what helped them in the last two Stanley Cups. They're not staying there at the blue line. Uh, I believe it was that Sergachev goal and one of Hedman's the other night. Literally, they were three feet in front of the net, um, sliding in there and moving up. So it's great to see them now moving back towards the goal like they used to. That means that they are starting to have that confidence again where they trust the back defender. So it's good there. And Hedman's just been really stepping it up too. Like I always used to give Hedman crap because early in his career, Hedman wasn't a great shooter. Like he just couldn't find the open net, but he's just gotten better and better. And like his goal tonight, you you can't give him that much time. That that was ridiculous, especially coming right down the middle like that. So I want to see him keep shooting more. And we have to give credit to Ryan McDonough for oh that gosh. beautiful goal, his third of the all season. Hustle, all hustle, all McDonough, all making the best play of the night, I think, by either. So either underrated. Team. Should yeah. we show it? Should I show it? Serve it up, bro. Serve it up. Elevator you music. Tonight, I was going to say tonight. Elevator <laughs> music, please. 37 more minutes and we can get our work all of the day. All right, I don't think you're going to hear sound. In fact, I'm just going to turn it off. Stash is going to walk us through this one. I think that's McDonough right there for the steal. And they're breaking up the, the steal perfectly. Red Gives play, it and goes. It up, and then and it's a perfect give and go for Joseph. Oh, and then he's got all day. 
And what? Who in the like? How many defenders in the NHL are putting it in that corner right there like that? Like, sure he has all day and he's all wide open, but like to really, I mean, he's out. Helly is out of the net there. It's not like he's you know backed up that far. All hell is making a great play here. He's at the top of the crease. I mean, there's not a lot of room there to put that in that top left corner, and this is just a picture perfect shot. Boom! Right. But that there. had to have been the scouting report on Helly because all three goals. For sure, were they all dip, right high. Yeah, yeah. dipping dip that shoulder for sure. Yeah, but but just a great play, great individual effort uh, by the guy that's the best player on the ice a lot of times for this Lightning team, and quite often not given credit for being the best person on the ice. Uh, you're right it and he seems... doesn't quite have the like that's only his third goal of the season you know uh but real quick though speaking of headman i don't know if there's anything better for me when i'm watching the lightning game when heady scores and you get that little that little grin the heady grin you know what i mean like, he's like oh did, is that me did, am i in the, am i that good did I, I, I could score that oh yes i can that's right I, i'm good i am good guys yes i'm good like it's so amazing he's like he's so coy and then it's like oh celebration it's amazing i love it that's my favorite thing uh but yeah dude big mac is uh really carrying that defense this season if you ask me i like the shooting mentality that the defense has right now because yeah. they can they can put them in well, and then even foot scored the other night right and then yes. um uh, I think Killer actually had one of his best games of the season tonight, too. Uh, in a while. Best games yeah. in a while, for sure. Yeah. Since, like, Thanksgiving, I would say, almost, uh, for sure. And he's been needing that, for sure. He's been needing that. Yeah. And I think that there were definitely positives to take from tonight. We talked about the blue line already multiple times. We were just talking about that, how they contributed. Uh, Killer had a good game. Uh, it's good to see Bogosian back. Um, I thought overall Stamkos had a good game, but again, you're seeing sometimes this puck isn't quite finding them either. Some of it is puck possession and hustle. Some of it is just not great puck luck right now. Um, and I think when they start getting that hustle back, the puck luck will come back their way again. This is kind of how that works in this game. So positives to be had, good things to to take away from this game. And yet you just, you can't be, can't help but be a little bit apprehensive to see some of these trends uh forming with this lightning team yeah what do you guys think about the um the subtle line changes that have been happening really throughout the week they seem to be kind of flip-flopping uh what is it sorelli with palat on those first two lines do you think cooper's going to shake it up more like I know, Stash, you're more worried about the offense than I am. I think we have a defensive problem more than anything. But No, I, I think this is just him doing what he does and him just being like, hey, something happens in the postseason, something happens here. He just wants to get these guys a little bit of time on ice together. They've all been temporary. You see by the end of the game tonight, all the lines were back to normal. Uh, I, actually, and- I actually thought it could be in case of a trade, um, in case of a plot trade um or Sorelli yeah. trade um that they're they're trying to see how those lines are jelly or if they're going to lose too much by getting rid of one of those um you know we've seen jbv say all is off anything's still on the table i honestly don't think they move anything but i'm sure there had to have been some scenarios out there that jbv has went to coop and said you know if we get rid of this person, if we if we have to get rid of this, what's your thoughts? And it could be a little bit of change, 
little bit of gelling on that to see how it would work. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, okay. But Coop, Coop is known to be doing that all the time. Right, that's what I'm saying. Coop's a lot more known to just be doing that on his own and just to be like, hey, put these guys in different situations and just so see how they respond so they know how it feels later on. That's And that's like like field ops, basically, is the way I look at it, right? It's like field ops in the military. You're going out and you're doing these things uh, in practice, if you will, uh, to so you know what it feels like when the real thing hits. And that's kind of where I always look at Coop when he starts making these little tweaks, especially if they don't last. Now, if it was... He started the game with these lines and ended the game with these lines, and it was two or three games in a row. All right, then you start saying, okay, what's going on? There's something coming down the pike here, or maybe he really does see a better matchup uh, opportunity against other teams with this line versus that line. But, yeah, I mean, I think this is just Coop being Coop right here. That's really all there. I don't know what else to say. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. We already talked about future games. We got the Flames, Oilers, Canucks this weekend, and um, you didn't get your answer on point, Shooter, for a successful what? trip. How many points? No, he you said eight. He uh, said eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to him. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm still studying the house. <laughs> well. Don't worry. Um, next week, I uh, I am not 100% if I will be on the show. We don't have a game next Tuesday. Yeah, and I don't know that we might actually even have a show because I will probably be in Panama City next week, too. So, so we, might, we, might, we might skip next yeah. week, or it might just be the Thomas Schooley Thunderbolt Hour. The Schooley Hour. All right. Uh, I'm good with that. Professor. Um. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, just you know, make sure you follow uh thunderbolts follow shooter in the stash follow us on twitter or uh at we the thunder pod i did put out a survey with um uh some ideas for our 100th episode this is episode 97 right now so we have a couple weeks so we're at the 100 episode so i have some options on there for you it looks like only two have gotten votes it's split right down the middle um, with throw a big party, <laughs> of course, <laughs> or listen to best of clips, which by the way, I did find a old from 2016 clip of the stash with myself and Ty sitting at the table oh, talking about bull talkie. So I'm no matter what, I don't know what we're going to do with some of this old audio, but like, oh, man. Some of it's really funny. So I bet it doesn't um, age well. But we'll see what happens. We'll have to figure out something for that 100 episodes because I can't even believe that that's even possible. Although it's got 13 she... votes already. Yeah, so you must have just voted. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like it, Sarah. Crafted 100 show shirts like they had the kids do for the hundredth day of school. Or should we dress uh, up like we old, dress up like old people? Old because that's what yeah, like yeah. 100 100 year olds, and then do the show like 100 year olds. I don't know. I was th- I was hoping maybe there would be a game on that I'm date. Basically, and we could go to that game. in a four year old's body, anyways. So let's. I mean, I'm comfortable with that. Maybe we'll do a live, um, a live post game show, and yeah. we will just record it on our device, and you have to be there. We will not yeah. play we'll it on, actually, on yeah. here. Today's ninety seven. You said. Yeah, ninety seven. So if we skip next week. Then one hundred will be on an off week. Yeah. 
I mean, the first All right. April. Well, I don't know. We'll see if. We'll we'll, I mean, if, if we, I can join next week, I'll join. I just if we I'm don't skip next week, then 100 will be at home versus Carolina on the 29th. Oh. Ah, pressure! Okay. So much pressure. A home yeah. game. All right. Well, could be, could be an arena party for number 100. Really depends on. But see, I yeah, I feel like 100 is still gonna be a good show. It can't just be like a melee in show. I'm like taking it too seriously. But uh. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I mean, it really depends on what happens on where we stay and what our plan is. We're still kind of trying to lock it all down. We're we're the last minute vacationers, so I'm uh, I'm pushing for a show because I believe on the fifth of April I will be out of town as well. So, oh yeah, that's right. I think you will be. Um, uh, you're going to be well, out of country that week, anyway. aren't you? No, 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 not that week. But I'll be out of town oh. again. Fight uh, in Ukraine. In Ukraine, yes. Ukraine, Ukraine, yes. the Ukraine. He's going to the Ukraine. Join us, join us for the post game show where we go over politics and world affairs <laughs> with Thomas Schooley, with the professor Thomas Schooley. <laughs> had too much fucking bad food the thin, today. The thin mints have gone to his head, ladies and gentlemen. Thomas donuts, strawberry shortcake, thin mints, corn dogs. Jesus. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm excited for Thursday's game, which I will be watching from my phone, as well as the weekend games I'll be watching from my phone. So hopefully you guys will be too. Take a tablet at least, dude. Uh, And by the way, I I was just going to say, Kim Ricci uh, reminded us of multiple times we didn't say it earlier, Cerny's 200th game tonight. So shout out to that guy. Also has been playing really well since really he has. had the stash in person. That's true. That's absolutely <laughs> true. The way he's rebounded so from his re- injuries since the night uh, that he and I sat next to each other and uh, bonded of a brotherhood of manliness, uh, he has been playing much better hockey. All right. Anything else, guys? Um, I can't take much more of this. That's for sure. We need, we, I, I'm too used to winning, dude. I've, I've, I'm a bougie person at home, and I've become a bougie fan. I am used to winning, and I don't like losing, and I don't like my team being embarrassed. So knock it off, boys. Schooly. Next home game is going to be versus Rangers. We need to win that one. <laughs> Looking ahead. I like it. <laughs> All right. My, my final take is I don't care who wins uh, the games this month. I care who wins the games in April, May, and June. And we're going to be there for those. So not too worried about it. Until next week or the following week, this has been We the Thunder. Don't forget to be the Thunder. To be the thunder. That's it? Yeah.